0: It's Dick Figure, man, rap nerd from the Black Burbs, and you are listening to the Cabbages Hip Hop Podcast. Listen up.
1: We should absolutely watch Tremors.
2: No, we're not watching the
1: fucking Tremors movies. Why aren't we watching Tremors? Okay, let me let me try and sell it. Do you mind? Uh, sure. There's a. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there's there's an arc in the in the movies where like the monsters evolve, right? And during that arc, in the middle of everything, they just drop a movie into the wild west and it's like some of the same people and it's like the the solidifying of this town being a town where you fight trimmers. and it's fantastic it now i say fantastic with with a huge grain of salt it's really a terrible film but man what a movie
2: i am tired of watching terrible films
1: okay we've
2: watched a lot of B movie, C movie, D movie type shit.
1: Okay. Okay. That is fair. That's fair. We can come back to it sometime. I'm not saying it has to be tonight.
2: I'm not just disparaging like the lesser of the leprechaun films. Right. What I'm saying is like we watched Tom and Jerry.
1: First of all, there's no lesser leprechaun film. Yes. There there are films where people weren't as cool as the leprechaun.
2: That's all of the films. None of them were as cool as the Leprechaun. Yeah, There's never was. Point. Even if Ice T's the only one who ever came close. He did come close, though. He came close, though. Yeah. But no, for my own sanity, I can't just like say we're going to watch really bad films. Like, I don't mind if we end up watching a film that's not great or a film that we all say, oh, that's not, that's not, that was like all right. Or even if we watch another, like, that was bad. But I need to be able to have this mixed in with like something that doesn't rot my brain. I don't I want to feel. Something good coming out of these. It can't just be losing my mind slowly. Well, I mean, episode like,
1: by episode. Thus far, thus far. Okay, that. So we don't have to do anything episodic this time around. Mm. Let's make that a rule. Okay.
2: Like, I'm not watching a fucking what series. It, I'm not watching Child's Play. I'm not watching Tremors. I'm not watching. I don't want to fucking... watch.
1: I told you I don't want to watch Child's. Play.
2: You've never even seen no it. Desire. Jesus.
1: No. No. I know. Okay. You get so mad when I bring it up. Just.
2: Okay. (laughs) You said genre.
1: Okay. Genre feels good. This whole thing this whole thing is, you know, we talk to each other on the computers or the phone or whatever and watch these films and take notes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just over here like chain smoking weed because these movies are terrible. And that's what you do with terrible movies. We already did the four twenty. Why don't we just do more? I mean more stoner comedy.
2: To be fair.
1: Stoner duos.
2: I really liked when we did How High 2.
1: But I don't want to do like all of the, the greatest hits. I don't want to do like Friday.
2: Look, we don't need to convince anybody whether Friday is good or bad. You have an opinion on Friday, and it's either your opinion is that Friday is one of the best movies of all time. Or you're a or moron. You're a fucking moron. That's right. Tell them, Gary. Yeah, but look, there's so many stoner films like of varying quality that like we could definitely do a whole
1: season of those. It's true right there's a lot going on with that particular drug right now
2: oh sure i mean it's entirely specifically
1: uh, for us because of recent legalization but also just here like in new york here in new york city across here in the new country york. the the mood is changing on like what does weed mean and why are we still imprisoning a ridiculous amount of humans about it
2: so it's topical there's an oeuvre to explore, mm. and...
1: And we get to like eat and smoke a lot of weed and watch ridiculous films.
2: This may be the best idea you've ever come up with.
1: Are you talking about within the parameters of this podcast or just generally? Yes. That makes a lot of sense that you would say that because you've always hated me and tried to help me down. Or we could watch chibi Halloween again i just called to say hi gary i just called to say hi gary hi is
2: that supposed to be like a weed thing i
1: have no idea
2: I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now is Stick Figure. Once a Kansas City rap mainstay, Topeka native and former Mellow Music Group rapper now operates out of Fort Worth, Texas. He's worked with producers like Apollo Brown, Conductor Williams, and LaRange, just to name a few. He's got upcoming projects with Conductor Williams and another one with DJ Sean P called Easter Nick Avenue. And you can find much of his discography on Bandcamp and wherever music is streamed or sold. Please welcome Stick Figure to the show. What's going on, y'all? We are excited to be talking to you. So excited. Uh, Love the work you've been doing. Love the work you've been doing with Dr. Williams. Love the work that you've been doing for a while. It feels really good to have somebody uh, whose catalog is as unimpeachable as yours be on a show Mm -hmm. as dicey as this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very
0: much. I believe the only
1: review we ever got was very impeachable. Oh, man. Quite impeachable. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you guys, man. I'm really glad to be here. I really appreciate you guys talking with me. And we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about Grow House. Grow House! We came to this
2: movie, Jeff and I decided that we were going to do this movie because of our love for Friday. Right. Okay, fair. I want to get a sense of kind of your relationship and your experience with the movie Friday. Are you kind of like a Friday super fan? Are you somebody who loves the trilogy? I'm just kind of wondering what your
0: background with that movie is. Okay, so Friday is, is actually my favorite. It might be my second favorite movie, period. Like okay. the genres of movies. Uh number one is like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So a good number one. And uh yeah, because Gene Wilder's performance.
1: The Gene Wilder. Okay. I, I need to 10.
0: Yeah, his performance is
1: unmatched.
0: Uh, but yeah, Friday is a special movie just because it's it's not it's not like cinematically the best movie but it's definitely like a popcorn it's like it it checks a bunch of boxes at once right so you got the comedy aspect you got the smoker aspect mm. it introduced so many people you know what i'm saying and it's like it's like the best hood flick i think like friday and paid in full are like the the best like hood movies that people who aren't in the hood movies could watch and still enjoy if they have no you know, point of reference for, for growing up in the environments, right? No, for sure. Yeah. The inside
2: looks into it. Yeah. Entertaining stories.
0: Yeah. And then the second one is really good. Well, it's funny. The second one is funny on the strength of Mike Epps, mm-hmm. you know, uh, introducing Mike Epps and then all of these characters, cast of characters. Uh, it pulls off a lot of things well. It, it falls short in all the places that movies like that fall short. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Like, They they don't always make any sense, really. Like none of the characters are developed in the way that like the things they do make sense all the time, but it's just it's funny. So with the third one is kind of like the end of the trilogy for me, where it was like, all right, so now this is just a straight to DVD kind of situation with like a few moments in it that are unforgettable. Like again, you got Cat Williams playing the pimp, yeah. Got uh, what's bro name from American Gladiators? The muscular dude.
1: Oh, it was Terry Crews.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Terry Crews. <Cruise. Cruise. laughs> he's he's got the character that like is not funny anymore, but was funny back then. Like the guy who just got out of prison, who's gay. <laughs> now, <Right. laughs> you can't do that joke anymore. But it's problematic. It's a problematic joke, but at the mm-hmm. time it was hilarious, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So Grow House is kind of in that tradition, but with. Less of the budget, I guess, and less of the the intangibles, the X factor, you know, of the actors that make it immediately funny unless you smoke it.
1: Where on the Friday spectrum do you land Grow House being like one, two, three? Like if uh, you were rating it based on the Friday system. Three. You're putting it at three. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's a mix of two and three, but I'd go three as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like three. I mean,
1: you know, it, it
0: tries to pull off a lot of the stuff you want pulled off characters, uh corny white people, at least for me, you know. <laughs> no, listen, corny it's white corny people are awesome. Yeah, yeah, corny me. white guy characters, uh always hilarious. What's the name? Uh D Ray, I'm not a good actor. Mm. And some of it is like overacted. Like some of the jokes are overacted. Like I think Ruval mm-hmm. kind of had like the better understanding of the timing and stuff. But with trying to play off D-Ray, it didn't always go too hot. Which is wild because like D-Ray
2: has like way more of a filmography. Like yeah, he's been he really in does. so many movies. Like he was in Barber Shop. He was in Semi Pro. He was in Jeff's favorite movie, Old Dogs.
0: Uh,
1: oh, okay. The greatest worst film of all time.
0: Mm. How do we forget that Worm is in this movie? Mm-hmm. Not Worm, Brolin Reg, but he's Worm though. He's, he's still worm. It's, worm. it's the
1: same exact. I mean, you can't convince me that Worm just like, you know, got paralyzed somehow.
0: That's what I was thinking because I'm like, he still got the curlers in his hair. He's a head to toe dicky suit. Yeah, and he never stands up. know ne- <laughs> and it's very possible he
1: just changed his name. And moved to this neighborhood and started terrorizing other people.
2: He is a mobile debt collector in both franchises.
1: Yo,
0: that's a fact.
2: And I'm wondering, I actually, it made me wonder at one point, especially on the second watch of this film, was whether or not like you have to pay on Love extra to stand up or if it's just like, because <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm not standing up for, for grow house money. I'm sorry.
1: That would be <laughs> really funny if they were like, if he did that and they were like, well, then you're crippled. So you and you he's no he in a lot.
0: Like, he's, like, really in the movie. Like, I was yeah. wondering if it was a favor yes. or not. You know? I mean, he has that history, obviously,
2: with DJ Pooh. And we're obviously going to talk a lot about DJ Pooh at some point in this and kind of his history. Of but, like, he is he a significant character in here. And actually, he could have just... He understood that he was playing a character, clearly, that was similar to Big Worm. Right. And he's such a great physical comedian. You know, there's the scene where... Lil Duval's character takes a swing on him in the mm-hmm. house. And when that happens, he does this like bug-eyed, slapsticky reaction to being like to being hit. He is the funniest person in this movie in that moment.
0: For sure. It tried to do some some drama in those moments too, like some melodrama, like the moments where you're supposed to. Let's see, that's another thing. Cause like in Friday, when when it got serious, it felt serious. Even, you know what I'm saying? Like when when, when uh, Smokey is is telling uh, Ice Cube, Craig, he's telling Craig, like, man, that fool ain't going to do nothing. He's just playing. And Cube is like, playing? You think he playing about his money? Like it was like it got real. There were these – without music in, intonating or telling you that it was supposed to be serious. Yeah. Like they had that moment where it was like it was serious. But like in this movie, it nothing felt serious ever. Like when, when uh, they ruined all the plants. Right. Wait, like
1: when, uh, you'll have to be more specific. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> ruined plants in this movie like A 150 lot. times. Most of the film is them being like, "Shit, plants aren't supposed to be hot." <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and, and the turnaround time on that was kind of crazy, right? Like they like whole. Yeah a whole operation and then just got it back up and running in a matter
1: of, what, a day? Totally. A day? Through fire, wind, rain, like they were like the mail. It just kept coming.
0: Yeah, but it was like, at no point did you feel like this was gravity happening, like there right. was gravity to any of these moments when it, 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 you know, the characters are supposed to be, everything hinges on this.
1: Of all the things that this kind of reminded me of Friday, the thing that sort of lacked the most was character development yeah mm. they like you really learn about the family atmosphere in friday
0: right and not
1: even just in craig's house but in like all the other houses that you go Thanks. to it's a different crazy family situation yeah and the varying costs of that are are, are laid for you know for the consumer not mm. so much here it was just sort of like this guy's good at fixing cars, but that won't matter ever again. Uh, and he has a girlfriend, and now he and his friend, who smoke weed, will be growing weed. I hope that you enjoy the film. Have a good night. <laughs> we don't. There's no right. There's just no inner life. There's no inner monologue.
0: World building, you know, like it didn't build a world for you at all. You know, no,
1: which can be fun and stupid and beneficial if you go all in on how dumb the movie is. But this, right tried to sell me at like, at some point to be like, I really care about these dudes that are very bad at growing plants. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never arrived.
2: The exposition is so speedy. We really, I timed it like the opening scene from fixing Terry's car to let's grow weed takes less than five minutes. And that includes meeting Roland Reg. All that happens in such a short period of time I've learned nothing about these characters and I have nothing about them that makes me want to root for them. Right. Exactly. For our, our 420 episode, we watched how high two in which Dre Davis also appears and is the funniest character in that movie, which set us very high hopes for this one based on that. And it was just like, we cared about that character because he was just riffing. And then, and this is just like, he pulls up and like, it just he just sucks the energy out of like I'm like who, is he just a nerd? Like what's the what is the deal with this guy?
0: The, and we don't know a lot about him, other than so, it's like the thing with the is it now I might be forgetting, is the girl that ends up with Roland Reg. It's it's supposed to be D-Ray's character's girl, right? Well, it's, it's it's um it's Lil Duval's, it's his it's Lil Duval's character's girl, Pat. Okay, gotcha, you, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. So but
2: he's he's like he's just some guy, like he's just a friend but he's also like a friend who we don't know why they're friends he doesn't listen to hip-hop
0: and he and, doesn't particularly seem very close with the friend <laughs> with <Duvall. laughs> i mean it's like he just seems like that guy who hangs around for the free weed right right yeah so but has yes, good ideas i guess but that doesn't really line up with the fact that the man who fixes the cars has like an acumen for some sort of tinkering <laughs> does there's it?
1: there's two specific scenes where he's working on a car, one yeah. of them is like never you know, there's never any real explanation, he just has like a wrench, and the second one he's jumping a car, which Everyone. I have done, and right. I am terrible with everything, right? I can jump an automobile if need be, I think. Right.
0: <laughs> but the irony in that is the race character is wearing a uh mechanics suit the whole
1: movie. The right? whole movie. The so movie. is he a mechanic?
0: He's not a mechanic. He doesn't do uh, any mechanical
2: anything. He
1: doesn't.
2: uh Honestly, it took me until the second viewing to realize that they actually renovate the house during this film.
1: I, it seemed to me that the best explanations of anything were when they were explaining why they needed so much time to, like, fix the house up.
2: It was going to take 10 weeks.
1: So like She was, like, thinking it was going to be a weekend to fix a whole house with two dudes
2: that apparently had been wrecked, a house that yeah. apparently had been wrecked. She bought that. She bought that. Right. Yeah, like her character lies in that story. It's like I'm sorry if anybody's ever had anybody's friends <laughs> do contractor work for them. That shit takes longer than ten weeks.
1: Easy. Man. And not to mention the fact that like this dude planned to use this as a grow house during the the period in which they were they're supposed to fix it, and never expected the owner of the house to come to the house and like look around at the progress.
2: And never expected his girlfriend to show up, the girlfriend's boss to show up, never expected anything. The only concerns they had were two nosy neighbors.
1: If I'm the manager of this situation, I maybe am not super pumped about her hiring her boyfriend to fix the house.
2: If this is what you do, you yeah. manage properties uh-huh. and flip houses or whatever the fuck it is. Like, right. are you telling me that you don't have guys who do this shit for you? Come on.
1: Ridiculous. Ridiculous plot. To be a handyman? Is this like to
2: be a handyman? It's a stoner comedy. So we have to step back and recognize this is not fucking David Mamet. Like, we weren't dropped <laughs> into a fantastic universe. Like, we were dropped into a flimsy plot premise that allows you to make funny jokes about being high.
1: But David (laughs) Mammoth.
2: But the longer, the longer that you look into that and you gaze into that, you go like, wait, this doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: (laughs) There was an inordinate amount of nonsense for how much we also got no character development. Whereas, like, if you were like spending a lot of time giving us a world, uh, then maybe you know, I can excuse some like we're missing parts. You know what I mean? I'm not really all that concerned per se. But when it's pronounced and I don't know what the hell these guys have ever done in their lives, then yeah, I'm going to have questions.
2: <laughs> so here, here's my question Does Snoop just hand out 10 grand to people? <laughs> Is that just how I've, it works? Can we just get
1: we 10 grand from Snoop? If you have his number,
0: there's a couple of things about the rap story subplot that's confusing to that. Duvall never rapped in the film. He didn't rap once. And then two, Snoop is supposed to be aware of this guy's rap career, but no one else is. <laughs> How does Snoop know about your rap career, and nobody else in the film knows about it? That was confusing. Like it's like he had like a hot mixtape, and like, yeah, it, it just
2: only went to like a certain level. the The thing about the film, and this is something that I only learned because um, I've been conditioned by Marvel movies is I stayed mm-hmm. through the end credits and there's a fucking grown gangster music video at the end. It's, it's a little it's Easter so egg at the end, your end <laughs> credit scene. And it is, I mean, look, it's not living my best life. I could tell you that.
0: But is it, but is it funny though?
2: Eh, a little, okay. a little, it might've been funnier if they had shown it at some point during the narrative of the film.
1: That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That would have been important. We were texting each other, and being like, "Why? Why is this happening? Why? Why now? Why hide this thing? You made it." Yeah, it should have been in the movie. Absolutely. The only person that raps during film, if I remember correctly, is the the person spitting the hook in Snoop Studio. Correct. And it's like, who keeps 100%, getting interrupted? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The opposite of something Snoop Dogg would want to have made at that. Point. <laughs>
2: It, it might explain why Snoop kept interrupting him to have a conversation with a faded <laughs> mixtape rapper who's coming to him with bad gold fronts looking for 10 Gs.
1: If that's true, then I feel like I owe that scene an apology because it's very clever. Snoop has
2: some funny parts of it though. Let's give him some credit. That 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 scene actually yeah. has some good bits. Um, I think the best part is when they step out into the hallway outside to have a conversation because they've all, because Pat has offered Snoop half of the grow.
1: Was that $10,000 worth of weed? I, I keep bringing up. Uh, oh, oh,
2: oh yeah, no, let's bring that up. Let's bring that up. Cause I'm like, Darius got offered half, off the half of the grow. And then they come back in the room and they realize he's heard everything they're saying. He's like, I'm not taking third. And he says, I hear everything and don't forget it.
1: <laughs> this movie was ridiculous.
2: So yeah, you have a legitimate question about the finances-
1: Well, I just, I just kind of, I question whether or not that was $10,000 worth of weed. Mm. I, for the amount that I get for $60 uh, on a regular occasion, that doesn't look to me like if I handed someone, if I'm giving somebody $10,000, I don't want to be able to like transport the weed in one car. Does that make sense? Like it, he was like, there was two bags. Ten thousand
2: dollars. I mean, look, there's a series of terrible decisions they make, business or otherwise, throughout this movie.
1: Mm. But
2: it's like Snoop makes a a makes a weird investment at the start. He just says, I'm gonna give you 10 grand and I want half with two entirely inexperienced people who have never grown weed before in any real way. So half of what? What do you what do you (laughs) get half of? Right. Just, just that's to start. What are you getting? Like half if I of? roll
1: into the grow house that I sponsored for ten thousand dollars, and they hand me, a, you know, a couple bags of weed, new people weed, like mm-hmm. people didn't know what they were doing. Weed, I'm gonna feel like I especially favor-
0: someone like Snoop who is a, a connoisseur. Yeah, mm. he's not casual. He's not a casual. Sm- he's the Willie Nelson of my culture. So sure. I can't imagine that he would he would trust two any <laughs> growers on the first go.
1: And take it instead of money. Is he going to sell it? I mean, I guess he's snooping $10,000. Isn't that big a deal?
2: No. Like he wipes his ass with that. But it's just like he walks into the house wearing a cookies t-shirt, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm. Right.
2: That's correct. What the fuck is he wasting his time when he's got fucking what Burner offers? Why is he wasting his time with these guys who've never sold anything, who've never grown anything, have shown no proficiency towards it? They stumble into...
1: Corona had not come calling yet. This is important. He was not in as many commercials then as he may be now.
2: He did not have the show at Martha yet. That's true. That's
1: yeah, true. right. Exactly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think if we're going to talk about the grow house, we have to talk about the people who surround this grow house. And I have to, I have to ask uh, who is the worst character in this movie and why is it Madison.
1: <laughs> that's two questions that's unfair <laughs> that's a conjunctive question um you want to take that one
0: <laughs> well the thing about uh, Matt. Uh, okay if you disagree you
2: could disagree because there well, no, are no. contenders she's but
0: definitely the worst but she's like the character from the second friday who's mm. like Remember the one that uh Ice Cube wanted real bad, right? The 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 attractive Hispanic character. Right, right. He's smoking, he's smoking and he's dreaming of her and he's like, you heard of El Ninya. But this is El Negro. Anyway, right. that character. So she's the same thing, right? Like she's like a she's not a person. I know that sounds
1: terrible. No, I don't. I mean, like, it's a fictional character. It wasn't a human, like, human. Yeah, R&D but didn't have, she this. didn't have
0: any, like, human... She didn't offer anything to the movie. Right.
2: She just was there. I think she wore the same running outfit the entire time.
1: For, like, a week yeah. straight, man.
2: They don't explain what her deal is other than having a, a,
0: a dog and running.
1: And obviously, like, being a little bit loaded.
0: I just I, the thing is like in be bad that's it that was her only role was to be attractive just, just
2: to be bad and it's just like it's like all right she's she bad but it's just like at the same time it's like okay usually in a stoner comedy there is some sort of like arc to that character you're introduced to them you got to win that person over or they have some kind of connection that's- or drawn to you and this was just like i suck i suck i suck i suck <laughs> and then the very end it's just like but i'm actually not so bad I okay. smoke weed sometimes.
1: Let now, me get in your fair, car. To be fair to Stoner Culture, there's a lot of people that I'm just like their whole life around me, they've sucked. And then we smoke weed once and was like, ah, oh, they're not so bad.
0: Maybe that's what it was.
1: I was a little forgiving of that specific scene. And it's something that I think they did well in this movie, is they treated the smoking of marijuana like a fun communal thing. True. So it's like not like in back alley smoking They were like, oh man. You know, it'll be really good while I do this stupid uh poor planning of plants. Uh, you know, I'll smoke a joint. <laughs> what was the that thing? thing?
0: That knew everything suddenly. Oh, wait, are you you're referring you to conspiracy Chris? Chris? Or, or... Conspiracy Chris. All right. So this Let's is my it. Let's woke... get into
1: conspiracy Chris. I'm ready. these are my
0: woke observations of the film. Please. Please. Why is it that? I don't well. The film is made by by black people, so I guess I shouldn't. I can't throw too many. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I was like, why is why is it suddenly that like the white dude shows up and he's capable, but no one else was capable? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like the two main characters are are uh, incompetent essentially. Oh yeah, right. I was like, we need a white boy to show us how it's done. Like, you know think, what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> like, in 2017 too, was like the absolute peak of actually still being able to get information from the internet. Right. And not get sold like a bunch of products, but to actually like, oh, this is an interesting thing about how to grow wheat. I should right. read and
0: saying. understand
1: it before we start this grow house so that I don't get pitched a new partner by... A dude in a plant store.
0: In the plant
2: store. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that was uh the plant store weirdo, Matt, who's, um if you've ever seen the movie Scary Movie, the original, the first scary movie, that's yes. Officer Doofy. Uh, oh. David Sheridan. oh it's just, of- I, what, I couldn't figure out where I recognized him at first, and I looked it up. I'm like, because this dude's in the same fucking voice.
1: <laughs> oh, the nerdy white yeah. yeah. He's the same voice in both. That yeah, guy so he's going to
0: the plant store and he just yeah he's just you he know. hustled
1: the shit out of those characters yeah he was like everything. I get to plant my own dude who takes away way more than you from the actual weed supply and I get like you know I get the credit of making this massive sale at work and on top of it like you're gonna give me you're also gonna give me a bunch of weed yes for making this connection that like again. Like Craigslist, you could have just gone in there. Like thinking of starting a grow house, any advice and some crazy people would tell you some wild shit, and it would probably be better than the result you got with this weird plant store guy.
0: Agreed. Like conspiracy,
2: Chris is is a. I mean, there's he, he's a, he's another trope, and he's you know you're playing on kind of the like stoner who knows a lot about weed shit, but also doesn't seem to be able to function in society. We never quite learned what his conspiracy stuff was. And she had particular conspiracies. Yeah. What was mm. his, he just was a guy who seemed like he knew a lot about weed and he slept when he wasn't working on the weed. So, <laughs> okay. I think like
1: this, this happens a lot in, in bad weed movies. They're like, everyone who's going to watch this is going to be really high. So they don't really care about like exposition, but like, that's what? where all the humor is.
2: He sort of was thrust into this, like, Flawed though he may be, is this sort of white savior role to help these two Mm. incompetent guys figure it out? That's the
0: phrase I was looking for. White savior role. It's like
2: he's this inverse Bagger Vance, who's supposed to like magically. Inverse
0: Bagger. Like I'm gonna show them the way.
1: Stop. (laughs) That's the best phrase. Stop the show. It's over. We did it. We arrived. (laughs) If it ends right now, we made a perfect phrase.
0: Inverse Bagger Vance.
1: Oh, it's, that's what my, that's my song. new rap name. Okay, I, <laughs> IBV, my rap name. The- Inverse Better Vance.
2: <laughs> but like, you have this, you ultimately have this problem where we're turning to this character and the truth is like, and let's just face it. The guy who plays conspiracy, Chris Martin star is generally, uh-huh. he is usually the worst part of anything he's in. He's the worst part of Party Down. He's the worst part of Silicon Valley.
1: He generally sucks. Yeah. I was going to bring that. But very oddly, all the things that you just named totally rule. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, As much as I don't like that dude, and I don't, I like really have zero need for smarmy stoners. You know what I mean? Dudes that are just like, everything you say is pointless and we're all going to die. I get it. He was also in Adventureland and like all of these things are things that totally rule. Like, ev- like I have zero complaints with like 90% of the shit this guy's in. He was in Community for a very short stint. Maybe he oh, yeah, one episode. He, one, he? he was in all kinds of great Freaks stuff. Freaks and, and geeks. Like, Freaks and geeks, a perfect piece of television lore. And like, you're right, he's not the best, but everything he does, minus maybe this movie that I've seen, I'm just like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> this, why is this so good? With this guy, like non-plussing everything that ever happens.
2: I, I think we have to finally talk about the the real elephant in the room. Here is is DJ Pooh. Is correct. Mm-hmm. DJ yeah. Pooh has not written a good script for this movie.
0: I always wonder <sighs> if any script gets written for certain films. Like mm-hmm. I, I know Friday was a that was like a master work between him and Pooh. Yeah, like, no question. Years, years in the making, but I think I wonder sometimes: Does a guy like Pooh, who's who's been in a certain genre or been making films a certain way, just kind of like say, "Hey, this is the idea," <laughs> uh, well, and, and and you're kind of depending on, like uh, I, I saw an interview with Mike Epps talking about how in Friday Two that nothing that he was anything he did was not in the script right all ad-libbing and improv for the most part and i think it was uh i watched the interview with uh michael blackson mm-hmm. and duval was being interviewed by snoop and that's what uh he told snoop as well he was like yeah we didn't nothing that happened in the scene you know mother sucker i can't get jiggy with this none of that
1: no like, right
0: the only thing that was on paper was um whatever he said when he walked in and asked him about the CD. Yeah. I mean, look, so many great comedies rely on
2: improv. And obviously I think a lot of, especially the earliest scenes in the film between Pat and Darius are a hundred percent 2 stand up comics riffing off of each other. Right. Totally see that. Totally get it. And to various effect, but like, that's what that is. That's just them doing a little bit of improv. So I think that that plays in here, but then there's, you know, I'm I'm just not willing to, to absolve DJ Pooh entirely of at least getting us to that point, the plot points that get us there. You know, it's like, because you can do the same thing with like, you know.
1: I mean, this is writer and director. There's not too many other people to talk about when you talk about blame.
2: There's a reason why nobody talks about The Wash. Yeah. Uh. Like, oh, you, okay. there is a movie that exists. If you, for anybody listening who's not aware, there is the a movie that exists. It's called The Wash. It stars Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you have never heard of this movie. It is directed by DJ Pooh, co writer of Friday. Chances are you have never heard of this movie or seen this movie. What's you know
0: crazy about that movie, too? What <laughs> is the soundtrack? Is the, the, the the song with Truth Hurts. Mm-hmm. That song was for that movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, that man. song is great. You know what I'm saying? Misplaced. But, but to think that that's, and it ended up being the disc record beat for, you know, the thing that ended it with Jay and Nas. Like, like that record is important, but the movie ended up not being, It's <laughs> kind of crazy.
1: It's kind of wild to me. Can I ask a question that that's sort of relevant, like relevant to what you're talking about about this grow house movie? Yeah. Did an out of town drunkard pick the songs for this film? Yeah. What was up with the soundtrack? It, it was it was total nonsense. It would throw you at every turn. You'd be like, "Oh, sick! We're about to like grow some weed, listen to some Snoop or something." Nope. Here's Steve Miller. <laughs>
0: Abracadabra
1: in a deep cut, at yeah,
0: that. At that, good. Record. But yeah, I don't know how it happened. The movie
2: opens. The opening credits is "Be Real," and you're like, yep. "Great, okay, Cypress Hill." Right. I yep. feel it. I'm watching a movie about weed. Great. Yep. I'm on board. And then it's just like, okay, now for the weed growing montage, you're gonna play Steve yep. Miller Band, Abracadabra. <laughs> this movie literally has Snoop Dogg in it.
1: It's He's in it. In the movie. Wiz Khalifa is on two separate songs on the no, soundtrack, okay. and I don't remember either one of them being used. I looked at the soundtrack intently because I wanted to make some sense of it.
2: I remember at least one of those Wiz Khalifa moments, and that was when, when, he, when, uh, oh god, is when Darius smokes the bug out weed, the bug spray weed. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and, and thinks that he's at fucking rolling out, he thinks he's at rolling loud, and he's like, Then I heard Briscoeva.
1: That's you're right. I was so lost in that scene (laughs) that I don't I don't know if I was paying much attention to the to the song.
2: I'm just staring at the shake weight.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Oh, how can we forget
2: about uh, the white lady character that fetishizes the black dude? How could we forget about Mrs. How?
1: I mean, I try to forget about it every moment of my life.
2: (laughs) That character is. I mean. Yeah. Also
1: in something about Mary, right?
2: Yeah, or, or she she was all no. Look, she has played Damn. horny older lady before in Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin,
1: too. She's yeah. the uh-huh.
2: she's the landlady who makes Woody Harrelson. She's a veteran character actor, done a dizzying number of movies. I think she's totally. in the insidious right. films now. Like nice, what there were choices that were made in this, and one of the choices, right. and I just gotta say it, the way she pronounces mm-hmm. Bebic.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs>
2: Yeah, the <clears throat> yeah, it's almost as if she had learned English by mail because the <laughs> pronunciation of it is just like, where would you see that? It's the letter B, it's the letter B, and it's yeah. the letter C. So, her C wolf
1: is what she came up with. That's what leads me to believe that like the script was wildly issued at pretty much any juncture.
0: I just can't. I don't. There's too many moments in it where I'm like, I don't think there was a script.
1: They just couldn't have done. What? Uh, that character, man. It was. It was really something. They went <laughs> for it. That's to be fair to the film and to what that character did. It was. It was still hardest. It was the hardest in the paint that they went.
0: Yeah. That you was like mean? the riskiest thing they did. In the totally,
1: movie. they went all in on this character being just like starving yeah <laughs> for this man. just hands and knees starving
0: <laughs>
2: and got hers the plot twist that plot twist where suddenly white girl wasted all the time on white wine suddenly has the wherewithal and mm. realizes they have a grow house and blackmails <laughs> blackmails him into sex and it's just like wait a second like Where the fuck did this happen? How did this come together? You suddenly got a clue.
1: She's the only person in this film that has a successful transaction with the film. She's the only one that gets what she wants. Hmm. Nobody else gets, uh, you know, you can debate whether or not Snoop got his, but like I get the feeling that he got screwed in that deal. That it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't $10,000 worth of weed. It certainly wasn't good. And it was a good week. And lastly, you know, uh, he got zero money. He just gave them $10,000 for some scrub brush.
2: Yeah. I mean, so there's she's the only one that wins. She gets what she wants. How many terrible comedies made by white directors have done horrible caricatures of with working with the black actors that they work with, the black and brown actors. Like it's something oh, about- 100%. It's yeah. something about like, it almost feels like course correction. Because Mm -hmm. so many times the black character in these films is degraded or treated as this like, you know, comical stereotype that like insults the viewer. So it's like, okay, we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to do it with the old white lady. We're going to do this with the fucking Grateful Dead stoner guy. And we're going to do this with a clockwork orange, Malcolm McDowell, Dr.
1: Doobie. Dr. Doobie. Yeah. the best character actually i take it back that guy got what he wanted too, because he just got to make fun of two stoners the entire time <laughs> he was magnificent
2: so what that's what you think was going on in that in the office visit he was just fucking with them
1: yeah man he was fucking with them the whole time he was just like okay i'm gonna see how far they take this before i give them what they want that's I'm a classic on. doctor move
0: how about uh the graphics or the the uh what do you call that? The special editing visual effect when he electrocuted himself. Oh, <laughs> oh, sure.
1: Yeah. Where the budget was mostly spent, do you think? Uh, I mean, I can't imagine that it was a cheap shot. <laughs> they actually oh. electrocuted someone. You could see it. You saw he actually <laughs> got electrocuted. You saw his bones and everything. It was. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, that's dangerous. That's Who like Tom and Jerry. Person? That's
0: pure <laughs> Tom and Jerry right there. I'm like, yo, this is this is expensive. This looked that looked expensive. It's
2: wild because, like, you know, this movie had no budget and was clearly right. made in like a weekend, but they they found the time.
1: This is the only movie that I knew about beforehand that I went to Rotten Tomatoes and it had no rating. I've Seriously? never seen that shit before. It has no rating. It has one. Look at this. One critic was like, "It's not bad." That was basically. The- <laughs> <laughs> the whole review was it could the, have been you know, worse just like really like this long paragraph just to say like it's a movie if if you're if, you're, if you're looking for a movie don't yeah a, a, movie, a movie if you're looking yeah, for a they movie made they made it 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 has a beginning a middle and an end
0: that's funny
1: and then it's the fun. the critics or the non-critic score is like high it's like 72. hmm people kind of liked it well there you go there it is. They just didn't give it a rating. They were like, we can't give it 100%. Nobody watched it. <laughs> uh, how do these films turn profit now?
0: That's what I think about all the time, too, Or like, I don't know how much, how many B-movies you just sit around watching, because I do it. My sister, me and my sister, it kind of became, like, a, a thing for us because uh, we used to live in Germany. My dad, you know, we just had all the exploitation flicks on Betamax, just to show how old I am, And uh, because I couldn't watch anything in English in Germany. But I just watched black exploitation flicks, right? Yeah. But then, like the, the carryover for that was like uh, a threshold for watching a bad movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you would just watch the whole thing. Like, oh, okay. So
1: it's my on. S- my sister ran a video store uh-huh. for years, and so I, I kind of had this. Uh... I had this never ending wellspring and like, you know, 10 to 15% of it was like art house, beautiful films, which Uh if you just watch them back to back to back, I I just don't have like a high capacity for like caring about like really delicate visions all the damn time. So (laughs) there was just like always a box of DVDs of shit that nobody wanted to watch in that art house store. And I was like, yep, all of it. Give me dirty work. Give me all of the like worst films that you can possibly Keep upon me, I want to study this. I don't know yeah. why that happened, but it happened.
0: <laughs> but it happened. It no, happened. It's the same kind of thing. So it's like movies like Grow House and a, a wealth of others on Tubi. Because I don't know. I got, I got a buddy who just calls me and is like, have you seen, you know, Yesterday's mm-hmm. Tomorrow? And it's like, <laughs> nah, like, why is it? How did you see it? It's on Tubi. It's like all these movies on Tubi. I'm like how does how do they turn a profit? I just learned Tubi existed like last
2: month. Right. Did you? <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, there's something other than Crackle? I'm in." Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that happened in this film that's ridiculous and there's a lot of absurdity, but like I think one of the things that I find interesting about this film. It dealt with something that lingers today, and that's the impact of medical marijuana and cannabis legalization on the existing neighborhood drug trade. Mm. What happens when these dispensaries come through, run by existing operators, uh, almost certainly going to skew white. The film raises this issue. The reason why they did this grow house to make money is that they thought they could sell to the dispensaries. right. Like rather than saying we're going to grow this weed to oh, sell to the community, right. we're going to sell to these third parties who are supplying, who are then supplying everybody else. I'm, it's actually a really sophisticated problem that gets put into the slapstick context. How do you kind of see the challenges that legalization poses now to, you know, to the
0: neighborhood drug trade? Because the knife is kind of cutting a few ways, right? So, on the ground level most people would trust that they're weed man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who, that's who the, that's where the economy kind of circles around is their weed man. Like mm-hmm. I go to my guy, cause mm-hmm. he's gonna have it for this, right? right? But then on the flip, it's like if, if we start getting weed Walmarts, I guess it's kind of how I think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, is they gonna start pushing out the little guy, you know, and, that's not, I'm not feeling that. And then two, it's not legal here yet. So if you're in Oklahoma, for example, cause I heard Oklahoma, actually there's a cookies in Oklahoma. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, in, are there are certain counties that have passed some sort of legislation that allowed, you know, legal or medical marijuana. But it's like, if you're traveling from Oklahoma to, to Texas would work or would weed? and mm-hmm. you know, get caught in Texas, you go. You still looking at doing some time, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you got people who, yeah, you got white folks who who you see in pictures of them in Sperry's and stuff, talking about somebody just invested into marijuana. You know what I mean? Like living totally. freely on in California. So it's like, is a tough one, man. Because I I personally feel like everyone should just come home on a weed charge. Yeah. Like, if you sit, in, if oh, you sit in prison on a weed charge right now, you should just come home. I don't know what Biden's got legislated that should be coming down, but that's that's how I feel about it.
1: I'm going to say he doesn't.
0: Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to go death,
1: out on a really on a limb,
0: limb, right? Yeah, go out a on a... A
1: short, limb. very sturdy limb and say that that <laughs> shit's not happening under Joe Biden's rule.
0: Yeah. No. So it's like... It's one of those things too. Cause it's like, yeah, if you're still selling weed in Texas, you could still potentially still end up in prison still. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we've decided
2: to dedicate this season to watching stoner movies, to watching these stoner comedies. Right. And that means that we're looking at it from this lens right now of legalization
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it's uneven. And it's been largely based around States uh, because the federal level, it's not, it's not moving. The needle hasn't moved. Racist policing only makes these matters worse, right? In that the targeting happens. That guy in the Sperry, even if he wasn't in California, could do they could do just fine, yeah. You know? Right, and even now, it's like I know that there are some people who uh could walk down the street in New York right now with it, and no one's gonna bat an eye, and others, uh, it might not be the thing you get busted for, but it might be the thing that prompts a stop that causes other problems. Mm. I feel like we have somewhat of a responsibility in looking at these films to just recognize some of the trauma that goes into this. Yes, we have to have these absurdist moments and laugh at ridiculous shit about it because, Mm -hmm. like, these would be horror films otherwise. Right. Even as flawed as this film is, one of the things that I appreciate about it is that it spends very little time on the fear of law enforcement.
0: Yeah, because it's like a release.
1: You sort of have to get over it, like in the first yeah. scene where they're smoking next to the cop. It sort of serves to be like, okay, they're good. We've addressed that issue, and now we're moving on. Because, like,
0: yeah, because, I mean, that's what these films are, though, for a lot of, like I was saying about black exploitation flicks, too, it's, it's kind of the same kind of thing where it's like, this is the version of the, you know, we make making our own movies, and this, and this version of the film or the movie we get to make, you know, it goes this way. Mm. You know, to yeah. to operate in escapism in that way. In so many of these films, it's to give power to people who don't
2: necessarily have power um, or are perceived as not having power. Right.
1: The, the thing about this thing is that I, I don't you know, we, we spent a long time ragging on this movie, <clears throat> but somewhere in that movie, the reason I'm fr- frustrated is that like, it's a realistic depiction of what it is to like start a business and try to make something like try to make products yeah it's hard and it's kind of cool that these people failed in a way it's just that none of it was earned and i didn't care about them right and that was ultimately more frustrating because i think the the message here was everybody makes a ton of mistakes and you can still walk away from this thing feeling good which is a great message to me that like failure isn't like the only way to look at this absolutely but yeah. like, I was just kind of caught up in the fact that everybody sucked. <laughs> 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 Fucking if the movie sucked. And like, it was right there for the taking.
0: Right. there are, There were opportunities.
2: There's been a lot of chatter about a Fourth Friday movie, about Last Friday. I mean, that's been talked about for a long time. And now it's like kind of Amplify with Ice Cube sort of coming out against, you know, the studio for not letting him make it and this and that. And like DJ Pooh would be involved because he wasn't involved in next Friday or Friday after next, right. he's credited with characters, but in his own admission, he has nothing to do with the writing of those films, but he does seem to be keen on being part of last Friday. Does grow house bode well for last Friday being a good movie, assuming that DJ poo and ice cube reunite for last Friday.
1: Huh. If ice cube was at all, responsible for the like humanity surrounding the characters in Friday and can still pull that off and whatnot. I would get to, I would get excited about them teaming back up. I mean, like Friday's on the level of like mad villain. Mm. You know what I mean? Like those two people getting back and like hearing them again, I'm going to get excited even if I don't love it or whatever. Right. I'm still going to be really pumped out that they're like making art together. Yeah. So yeah, I think it bodes pretty well. Yeah. To
0: me. I concur. I mean, I think I think the only the, that's the thing about the nostalgia surrounding the power of the trilogy is that the first two, the first one was a, was a classic. The second one was whatever the step above serviceable is. I don't know what the word for that is,
1: but I think it's just good. Right. And
0: then the third one was like, man, you kind of held out hope like this could have been better. So mm-hmm. I think we're all kind of hanging on the desire for the final one, <laughs> however it shapes up, we just want it. You know, it's like mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we just want it. It's so we might and we might end up like coming to America too. We should have been careful what we asked for, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we.
1: <laughs> but that one too, I I think but I said still this still the one same in kind the of last thing. Series.
0: Like I wasn't mad. I wasn't yeah. mad that it existed. You know what I mean? Like right. I still have so much nostalgia for Eddie Murphy and for those characters.
1: That's ultimately where I landed with that movie too. Was like, look, yeah. I watched the first one a billion times. Yeah, a great film, and they basically just like had a family reunion on camera.
0: Exactly, and I'm it's fine. Shared it with this. us, you know.
1: And they like recalled the old times, and they we all had, uh, you know, deviled eggs, and we split. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Right, I'm not right. really all that upset that the movie didn't change the shape of the universe right absolutely was, you know i wasn't looking for that and in friday with the with the last friday i would i think i'd be in the same boat like i'm not going to go into last friday thinking yeah these dudes that did something a long time ago can recreate the magic of of a film from you know decades ago
0: and with so many people not living you know you got yeah. john witherspoon john witherspoon r.i.p Ebo is gone yeah john, like
1: who carried the weight of a villain incredibly well.
2: So well, absolutely. And as an unseasoned actor at that point too, like right. he was, did not have a filmography at that mm. point.
0: Yeah, just wrestling, but he did it. He exactly. Did it. He did it, it to the T, you know.
2: I think the way forward for last Friday has to be coming with some lowered expectations, which I think if you're going to come to any stoner comedy, you That's can't it. come to it with high expectations. I think one of the reasons why people love Friday yeah, so I see much. see what
1: you did there. My expectations. Well done Gary. Doom. (laughs) I'm sorry. Continue. Kids on fire. That's on me. That's
2: on me. The kid's on fire, isn't he? You know, when you make a a podcast with a (laughs) stone. Like this is literally the fucking scene in the bank with George Wallace.
1: Oh, God, they where, wasted George Wallace. Were they wasted, like, hold on.
2: Yeah, it's the scene where they were, like, every time fucking, every time Pat says something, Darius chuckles because, like, hi, grow, ha-ha, ha huh, huh. Like, it's like, <laughs> every time Pat's talking, Darius is like, ha-ha, ha huh, huh, huh. And, like, George Wallace says- yeah, Are said you the, saying that
1: I'm your Darius? Because I'll, I accept.
2: I mean, you're definitely not my George Wallace, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's, that, that's hurtful. Yeah, well, <laughs> I understand, but it is hard. The way you, it's really the way you said it.